And there he goes. Coast to coast. Can he make it? Yes, he can. All right, welcome into the program. This is Green Dot Daily Action Network's daily sports betting show. I'm your host, Brendan Glasheen. We're here every weekday beginning at noon Eastern, streaming live in the Action Network app. You can download the app for free. It's very simple, and the show pops right up. Very, very easy product. Phenomenal. Also, that doesn't work for you. We're live on YouTube, Action Network HQ YouTube. For the show. So join us there. Green Dot Daily is presented by BetMGM. Use the bonus code ACTION when signing up to get up to $1,000. First bet insurance terms and conditions apply. Coming up later on in the show, we have Jim Root of the Three Man Weave. It's a college basketball uh, crew that he is also contributing to us at Action Network. So in case you're new to college hoops, or if you haven't been following college hoops extensively, that's who Jim Root is, does a great job. He joins us later on. How to figure out the Big 12. Big 12 has been a weird year. Great games last night, a couple of games tonight in the Big 12. We will dissect. Also, a look around in the NHL. A couple of spots that the crew is going to discuss from the Lines podcast, the Line Change podcast. And Tim Kalinowski is going to join the show and discuss uh, a variety of topics, including... Is the NFL rigged? I'm sure you've all had enough of that topic, or you just you want more of it, right? So that's coming up later on. But first, Matt Moore, he joins us to discuss the association NBA. We're leading off a show with the NBA. It's been a while since we've done that, probably since opening night. But uh, with two weeks, still two weeks-ish to go till the Super Bowl, we figured let's dive into the association. And we're going to start with Lakers and Knicks. LeBron and AD, Matt Moore, look like they're ready to go. They did not play in Brooklyn last night. So the last time those two played was the overtime finish in Boston. And they're going to take on the Knicks. What do you like tonight in this game? Taking the Lakers. Lakers plus two and a half and on the money line as well. We'll pull a sprinkle in on that. Uh, Lakers have covered six of nine on the road. They've been, as a dog, they've been good in that spot as of lately. Uh, the Knicks are 6-10-1 as a home favorite this season. This is really a play against New York, whose home court advantage has been one of the worst in the league. Their point differential at home is a bottom five relative to the league standards. So they've been really rough in that in that area. I project this is only Knicks minus one. I think it's close enough. This is a back-to-back for the Lakers, which has to be factored into the line. But guess what? LeBron and AD didn't play last night, so they're going to play tonight in Madison Square Garden as LeBron continues his trek towards Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's scoring record. Uh, I think the Lakers right now are playing a little bit better. Actually, I think they're underrated by the market. Um, I think this would be much closer to a pick it can't be because the market can't necessarily underrate the Knicks home court advantage to that degree, but they should given how they've played at mass and square garden, including recently the Knicks haven't been good. So I'll take Lakers plus two and a half and I'll grab the money line as well. Yeah, I would agree. Lakers had won three of four, um, but now they've lost three of four Clippers Celtics and in Brooklyn. But you factor in that that game in Boston could have gone either way. And the Brooklyn that could have gone either way, Brendan, is certainly a way to describe what happened. Is that a, is that a Celtics? That that's that is that is a Celtics flag I have in my in my office, my bunker down office. It just that just showed up. I, I apologize. Um, yeah, the uh, the Lakers have been playing well. Truly, I'm not just saying that to be sarcastic. But yes, they continue their road trip. Uh, they're in New York. They go to Indiana and New Orleans next, so they remain on the road. LeBron and AD in. You like the Lakers? Okay, let's go to your team now. You're gonna gang up on me, Denver. 
Uh, the Denver Nuggets, they're laying a, a, con- a considerable amount here with still no Zion for New Orleans, and you like the, the Nuggets. Yeah, first off, not a Nuggets fan. Just live here. I'm a transplant. Nuggets minus seven and a half is the play here. Jokic off of a loss is 53% since the team started making the playoffs. And after a streak, he's 62% at home after a losing streak. They've lost two in a row after that, getting absolutely beat down by Joel Embiid on Saturday in Philadelphia. The Pelicans have been in a tailspin here. And there's this idea of like, well, isn't this a buy low spot on the Pelicans? This season has kind of taught us, like, you should not be trying to catch falling knives. You should not be trying to, like, find the stopping point. The How low is the bottom? Like, don't count on there being a bottom until that team hits it. And the Pelicans haven't hit it yet. Brandon Ingram's return, he's got a positive net rating. Everyone else is in the negative. They're playing Devontae Graham because they're trying to showcase him for a trade. That's not a good idea. They lose Devontae Graham and it's by like 20 points per 100 possessions. Nuggets at home have been dynamite this season. Nuggets are going to be irritated coming off of that loss to the Sixers. Uh, They'll end the losing streak. They'll take care of this. This is a low enough number. This should probably be double digits without Zion Williamson and how the Pelicans have played lately. I'll lay the seven and a half with Denver. Okay, good motivation spot. I apologize if you said this, just getting my ducks in a row. Is Jamal Murray good to go? He's questionable. He's going to be questionable in a lot of these games. I think he'll probably play. I don't expect him to miss this game. Even if he does, honestly, Bruce Brown, the minutes with him, with Bruce Brown stepping in have been great. If you want to wait, that's perfectly appropriate. You can wait and make sure that Murray's out because if Murray's out, you will get a better number, but it will probably be an overreaction to the value based off of what Murray's brought this season. Okay. Okay. Good notes. Uh, good stuff from Matt Moore. Not a Nuggets fan. Who who are you a fan of? Grizzlies, baby. Grizz. That's right. I should have known that. All right. Well, uh, it works out great because you got Denver in first place in the West, Memphis in second. So everything's great in Matt Moreland. Thanks so much for stopping by Green Dot Daily. Thanks, Brendan. Okay, switching gears from the association to college hoops. If you missed this one last night, man, uh, what a game in Lubbock, Texas last night. Texas Tech at home had not won a conference game yet in the Big 12 They rally all the way back down 20-plus at one point in this game to ranked Iowa State, and Texas Tech escapes in overtime 80-77. The Big 12 has been a hard conference to figure out. That's why we bring in Jim Root, Second Chance Points, covers college basketball for Action Network, part of the three-man weave, joining us now. Have you figured out this conference yet? What is what's the rhyme or reason to figuring out the Big Twelve? Is it a stay away conference? What are your thoughts? It's it's getting close to it. I mean, look at look at last night. We had two games in the in the conference. You had that giant twenty three point comeback that you mentioned that also ended like one point from the spread in overtime. I believe it closed like minus two, minus two and a half. Texas yep. Tech barely covers, and then even Texas Baylor was the same way. Uh, came down to free throws in the final 20 seconds within a point of the spread. Seems like odds makers have this one dialed in pretty good. It's a difficult league to figure out. Usually we are gravitating towards home teams in this conference. They do well, but they're only 20 and 22 against the spread, 16 and 19 when they're favorites. I think there's just a lot of parity, and it's hard for these teams to pull away, even at home. Uh, there's a lot of teams that are well-coached, come in with strong defensive game plans, it's just it's just a challenge when you're that familiar with your opponent. The talent level is relatively even. It's hard to get on board with teams laying big points there, but the trends don't really point to a, a strong dog trend either. It's just tough. Uh, you got to go case by case, and even then, you might end up coming down right to the wire like we saw last night. Yeah, some some good games for sure. If anything, we take away from that. Let's stay in the conference. Uh, we'll go to West Virginia and TCU. 
Um, what's your outlook for this game as far as what you might want to play? Uh, just looking at some of the uh, the splits here in the Big 12 matchup here for tonight. Uh, let's see. TCU is laying three at home, and the total is set at 143.5. Yeah, I think ordinarily I'd expect this to be a little higher than three. TCU, I think, has been pretty objectively better than West Virginia this year, but the injury situation is, I wouldn't call it dire for TCU, but it's problematic. Uh, no Mike Miles, no likely no Eddie Lampkin. That's, you could make a case that's their two best players. Miles dealing with that knee hyperextension, still not sure on his timeline. And West Virginia seems like they've started to figure it out. They've won three of the last four, got that big one against Auburn in the SEC Pac-12 or SEC Big 12 Challenge over the weekend. So where with its uh, the, the current line of three, I just got to sit this one out. I think both these teams are probably about even given the personnel availability tonight. Uh, and, and I don't want to get involved because I think we could see another crazy one like we saw last night. Yeah, Mike Miles Jr. dealing with a knee, and there's no uh, no update as to whether or not he's ready to go for tonight's game against West Virginia. TCU at home laying points, just a couple. A one-possession finish is what that one might turn into again, speaking of the uh, crowded and intriguing Big 12. Kansas and Kansas State is our best head-to-head matchup as it, as far as top 25, one of our best in uh, a couple days now since the weekend. It's a pretty good spot for a Tuesday night who has the edge here? Kansas at seventeen and four. Kansas State they're surging too. I think situationally you got to lean towards Kansas, given that they got court stormed in Manhattan. Uh, they're likely thinking about that a little bit of revenge on the mind, and perhaps they got their mojo back. They lost three in a row, but uh, over the weekend went to Lexington, won at Rupp Arena. Not an easy thing to do. Mm-hmm. So perhaps we're starting to think, oh, Kansas, yeah, but they've been such a poor, like mid-level home favorite. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Iowa State, like just game after game, they're unable to cover. TCU even, and they got blown out in that one. So it's hard to, to lay these big points at home with Kansas. K-State's been so feisty. I think what I like here is the over. I think we get an up-and-down game. Both teams are able to score. The, the first game went to overtime, uh, admittedly, but I think it would have gotten over this 146-ish total, um, if it, it, even in regulations. I, I think we see a lot of possessions here. Both teams find ways to score against uh, one another. And I would lean towards the overside. I'm just kind of spooked on Big 12 sides right now. If you haven't gathered that from my whole gist on this appearance. <laughs> Over getting 73% of the dollars for Kansas, K-State, and on the spread. Some sharp money coming in on KU, but uh, just a smidge more of the money coming in on Kansas State. So that should be good. Again, the spread's at eight and a half. Uh, for that one tonight. Slight juice on K-State. Okay, as we like to do in our uh, segments with you, we do our mid-major minute, taking a look around. Uh, some good ones tonight in the Atlantic 10, uh, the, the the MAC as well. What, what do you like for tonight? Yeah, I'm going to the Metro Atlantic. Uh, our production team behind the scenes is definitely hyped to get a little Quinnipiac and Maris discussed here. Uh, I like Maris plus six first half in this one. Uh, big situational spot. Quinnipiac just blew a 17-point halftime lead against Iona, the powerhouse of this league. Could see a little bit of hangover effect showing up here uh, not long after, only 48 hours after that game. And Marist is a, a really well-coached team. They're talent deficient, no, no question there. But uh, over the first 20 minutes, I think they can hang around against a team that might not be fully locked in yet. So I like that plus six in the first half. A little scared to back full game because I think Quinnipiac will eventually overwhelm with their talent. But Marist, I think, makes sense over that first 20-minute stanza. Hey, Jim Root, three-man weave. Uh, actually, 
I'd like to say something. I'm going to use your words. Uh, I'd like to say something. I just don't want anyone to respond or react. Just let this opinion float into the airwaves. Whispers, Indiana might be really good. Do you think we're just going to let this slide on your next appearance? Indiana plays tonight at Maryland. I'm not sure if you've capped any of this game, but that's the joy of throwing you off guard. Are you going to back Indiana tonight on the road as a dog here against Maryland? I'm thinking about it, but Maryland's been awesome at home in league play, so I'm not ready to just push the chips all in. That's why I'm only whispering that take. I'm not screaming it from the mountaintops yet. I'm not ready to yell about Indiana and get in people's faces, but they've looked really good lately. TJD's a star, and they might get Xavier Johnson back soon here. So uh, I'm starting to think Indiana's trending up to where a lot of people had them in the preseason, like top 10-ish, top 15. We'll see. Big one tonight to find out. Did I do a good job of reading that tweet like you would have sounded typing it absolutely and and you did also a great job of uh booby trapping the show and not letting me know that was going to come up but I, I was ready hopefully on my feet to handle it there i mean it worked out great the transition i'd like to say something it's exactly what you said so uh <laughs> jim root plenty of uh good games tonight to watch in college hoops big 12 the, the mid-major spot you like for tonight and then of course indiana we'll find out if they are really good thanks for stopping by appreciate it thanks for having me Okay, moving on to the NHL. Here is tonight's market report. We've got the Kings and Hurricanes at 7 o'clock. A couple of other good spots at 7 tonight. Senators on the road as favorites at Montreal. Capitals, Blue Jackets. Washington is a favorite. And the folks like Washington uh, pretty much across the board here with the money coming in on the Caps. How about the line change pod? They are going to weigh in on the slate. And they've got some picks. All right, uh, let's just quickly get the top shelf bets, our favorite bets for uh, Tuesday, January 31st, and Wednesday, February 1st um, in the NHL. I'm going to just go with the Senators, minus one and a half against the Habs. I think Ottawa, this is a huge game for them to kind of give themselves a little bit of a light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, They can go into the break with a four-game winning streak, and it's a good time to be playing the Habs. There's just so many bodies missing. They'll be at home. They have been playing hard, but with the break looming, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if... Sens don't get the best version of the Habs. And even if they do get the best version of the Habs, they have every chance of blowing them out of the water. So minus one and a half on an Ottawa team that is still due for some positive regression is my favorite bet for these two days. I actually think people are overrating the capital struggles so bad. They're they're just not finishing anything. They scored eight goals less than expected in an eight game sample size. Like that doesn't happen. And um, especially to this team, there's been some ugly periods. I thought, Period two, obviously, versus Toronto was disastrous. You could just see they got beaten in every way. There's so many breakdowns. But with that said, that's Toronto. They're not. This is not Columbus. I don't think the Caps will look past this game. And I think their four lines can put a lot of pressure and generate a lot of offense on the Blue Jackets. And then the other thing is the Blue Jackets likely are going to be without Blankenberg and Boakvist, which we talked about how they had that small pushback to respectability once they got a couple more NHLers back in the lineup. And now it's getting really, really thin again. So I think it's one where I'm I'm willing to pay the price. I think the Caps are going to take advantage of this. I hope so. And head into the break with the win. They're right in the thick of the, the wildcard race. They really need this one. Tell me if you agree. I got Mahomes one, Burrow two, Allen maybe not even three. Maybe maybe even behind. Maybe even further back. How about you? Yeah, I mean, I think I think Burrow made that jump. They've been able to do this despite like everything working against them. They were down three offensive linemen starters. It did not matter. 
Joe Burrow is that dude. Allen, it might just be that he's not as good as as the, the top two of Burrow and Mahomes. And, you know, maybe Lamar's up there, but that's a discussion for a different day with him being so injured all the time and we haven't seen him in a while. But there's a certain responsibility when you're the quarterback and you say you are a running quarterback to take care of yourself. You have a bigger thing at stake here. And that's how I feel about Allen. Like, he's so fun to watch. It's middle of October. I'm sitting there watching Red Zone, watch this guy rumble and bumble for 57 yards. I'm like, what a beast. But I'm sure his team would be saying, eh, we'll take a couple of those back for uh, a fresh Josh Allen in January, huh? He is the co-host of Gambling and Ramblin'. He joins Charlie DeCirco. His other pal is Hutton Jackson. They do a great job. He's also uh, the face of Action Network's TikTok content. You might see him on an Instagram Instagram reel or two. Tim Kalinowski, it's been a while. I feel like the last time we talked to you was during college football bowl season, the head of Georgia TCU. How have you been, pal? I'm doing well. I, I don't know. Did I did I say something or, or what? Because they they put the clamps on me for a couple of weeks. I mean, I was I was exiled. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't have a say in that. I, I show up. I'm told who's coming on. And I, I, I mostly for the most part do what I'm told. Unless yeah, I'm they, can't ha- they can't handle the, the hot takery. They just you know, they were like, hey, it needs to cool down a little bit. We need to let it, let the show breathe. So a big topic of discussion on social here the last couple of days is the NFL rigged? I'm getting <laughs> sick of this question. A lot of folks that we work with at Action are sick of the question. A uh, colleague of ours, Chris Raybon, who, to Raybon's credit, I think, and I, I I won't speak for everybody at Action, not many, and I could, as I say it, maybe I'm like, eh, maybe I should walk this back. Not many folks that work at Action have to go on Twitter and be the smartest guy on Twitter, people. Typically, right. they don't get very rah-rah. Raybon's one of them. And man, he was sounding off quite a bit the other day. And good job, Raybon. Good job. Uh, I thought Raybon made some great points. But what what is your take on this? And, and by the way, just to summarize, Raybon's like, you're nuts. Stop. Don't entertain yeah. the question. It's part of the deal. Um, what are your thoughts on this NFL rig discussion? Well, the thing is, I I like kind of grew up on Twitter. I'm a Twitter guy, and so yep. as I do work on TikTok and stuff, I, I go into the TikTok vortex. And people are legit and serious in saying they think the NFL is rigged and they they think the NFL has a script and and all these things. And like, it's kind of comical, but you realize how many people actually like kind of believe this stuff. And it, it it's ridiculous to me because here's the thing in, in a in a funny way, if the NFL was rigged or scripted, they picked a pretty bad rigged or scripted. Uh, you know, they chose the wrong script this weekend. It should have been torn up and thrown on the floor. This weekend was not a very good product, like objectively from start to finish. Like, I wouldn't say that that's a, a good case for scripted. Like, sure. What? Because Mahomes is going to the Super Bowl. Well, Mahomes is good. <laughs> yeah, I think also if it was, if I remember correctly, the league was really sinking its teeth into the idea of having a neutral site AFC title game. If if I recall that, you know, yep ticket sales, potential for the future to really sell conference championship weekend at a neutral site, potentially, if it looked good in Atlanta between the Bills and the – wait a minute, that's right, the Bills didn't get there. So there would have been like an argument to be like, oh, all along they wanted the Bills and the Chiefs to play at the neutral site, which never happened. So 
that's why I'm a little confused. Like, well, where are the same were the same people saying that last week? That I don't exactly. think exactly. So. And you know what? It, for me, I kind of just replaced the word like rigged with the NFL was, you know, dissatisfying this weekend, unsatisfying, whatever. Like it, it was not. You know, I was saying earlier, like if we had aliens come down and we showed them this weekend of football and they'd watch for the first time. I don't think they would have been sold on the NFL as a good product, it, which was disappointing. And look, maybe, maybe it's because I just like I had Monday morning off. I was excited to just settle in, little whiskey, little wine, and say, you know what, we have just two standalone games back to back here. And like, and from the jump, it didn't go well. We have a starting quarterback get injured. We have to deal a with string, the, a fourth string quarterback get injured. Oh yeah, oh there you go. So then. We're down to no quarterback play. The refs, I don't want to get into that, but the refs weren't like great. You know, they kind of had some incompetence at times. And then Romo, and then to top it all off, the final game um, is ended on an unforced error. And I think that kind of leaves a sour taste in your mouth in terms of, look, are we going to get overtime? They're going to show off this new, both teams touch the ball, these new rules. And for the day to have a kind of a sour start, unless you're an Eagles fan, and then end the way of somebody double faulting, it just doesn't leave a good taste in your mouth. Yeah, I guess the, the flip side of that, too, is the fact the game didn't go to overtime is proof that, see, we can have conference championship weekend without testing out the new rules of right. the new overtime. So, yeah, I, I had a bad I, I admit we did the Action Network podcast record uh, the recap show Sunday night, and I was a little I had a bad taste in my mouth with some of the the, the whistles at the end of the game. But it ha- didn't have me thinking about the NFL is rigged. More so, just like oh, just <laughs> exactly, just, just get out of the way. Um, so no, just get out of the way. Like it just again, this should be an awesome weekend, conference championship weekend, and the spreads were close. It was, it should have been. It just didn't live up to the expectations, and it doesn't feel like the NFL often does that, right? I feel like they always find a way to 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 fill expectations and then some. So for them to fall short, it's like, that's where it's kind of surprising. And again, goes back to the point. How could it be rigged if it felt, you know, like it failed expectations? Yeah. I mean, look at like Philadelphia, like look at the Eagles. You mean to tell me the Eagles who, by the way, were the second favorite to win their division entering the year. You mean to tell me network television execs league office, they wouldn't have minded Dallas being any good. Right, like uh, Dallas beating beating Tampa at Tampa. So you beat Brady. You take Brady out. Okay, you really can't lose there, right? No matter who advances, Brady right. or the Dallas Cowboys. Then you've got third string quarterback Brock Purdy against Dallas. And if the Cowboys had just been a bit, little bit better executing, it's the same argument you make for the Bengals. If you execute a little bit yeah. better on, in the fourth quarter on both of your drives instead of an interception and a punt, could be a different story. They, Anything else? They- yeah, but, you know, you're right. They both had just several instances and several opportunities. Uh, Cincinnati did, and, and then Dallas, if you want to go back a week, to to win the game, to take the bull by the horns, win the game. They had every single opportunity. And like you said, you know, it might be a good Super Bowl. And look, maybe maybe I just have a sour taste in my mouth because I can't hear for another second, go birds. You know, Barbara, one of our producers, go birds. Uh, oh, yeah. my God. The Philly oh, my look. God. I understand. Oh. We both relate to this because we're both from New England. I understand people hate Patriots. They hate all the Boston teams. 
this is going to be tough. Uh, another oh. ten, another ten days, eleven days of oh. Eagles buildup. I did say though before the weekend, I kind of hope they get there and then have their hopes and dreams. I or, know, please. Or as Meek Mill says, dreams and nightmares. You know, <laughs> get hype to have oh, their please. dreams and their nightmares crash and burn. Oh, please. Patrick Mahomes is the guy to do that. Please. And, you know, Jalen Hurts is such a great story. I find myself rooting for him all the time. But, man, Philly does not deserve Jalen Hurts. They do not deserve a feel-good story quarterback on their team. That's They do not deserve it. Anyone who says, go, Bears, doesn't deserve it. They deserve nothing. I hope, I hope their hearts are broken in tragic fashion. I think the only person that I, des- I think deserves a lot of credit is Howie Roseman. Like, to, 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 to flip, to go from Peterson and Wentz, Went slash Foles. Foles won the Super Bowl. Nick Foles caught it, not Tom Brady. I know. Um, but you flip from that to a new quarterback, new coach, new weapons by drafting one high, trading for one, and having a pretty darn good front seven. You pick up Sue this year. No, it's it's impressive from a football standpoint. It's the fans I'm talking about. The football yeah, team. I'm actually agreed. impressed with the with the construction of the roster. So well, that's what makes it so hard. It's like you guys don't deserve this. You don't deserve this great functional franchise yeah. that got a lot of heat and then still proved that their that their vision was going to work and that they believed in it. Yeah, they don't deserve it. Howie Roseman should run the Sixers because Hinky didn't know what he ah, we'll just we'll, we'll we'll stop ourselves there because we could be I could go on I could do another hour on on oh, Philly I, sports. I would the love Philly to. sports experience. I don't think my Tim doctor Kalinowski, would recommend it. Tim Kalinowski, what can you tell us that you might have coming up between now the Super Bowl with the show gambling and rambling what what give us a tease. Give us a big market tease. We were doing a lot of the same type of talk here, NFL, bad product. And the number th- number one thing that we need to know between here and the Super Bowl is the health of the Kansas City Chiefs wide receivers and how we can hear less Go Birds talk online. I love it. I completely co-sign with all of this. Tim, thanks for stopping by. Appreciate it, Brennan. Okay, good stuff from Tim Kalinowski. You can follow all of the picks from today's show. Uh, not much there from a picking standpoint from Tim, but uh, some takes. Great takes. You can't find the takes in the app, but you can find picks in the app. At Green Dot Daily uh, from Jim Root today, talking college basketball. He's of the three-man weave, the line change pod, and from Matt Moore. Uh, also, uh, would like to share that Green Dot Daily is presented by BetMGM. Use the bonus code ACTION when signing up to get up to $1,000. First bet insurance terms and conditions apply. I want to shout out uh, the great state of Massachusetts. I know Tim's from Mass. I'm from Mass. First bets were taken at the BetMGM Springfield earlier today. There's Ray Bork. He put 100 bucks on the Bruins to win the Super Bowl. Uh, the Super Bowl. The Stanley Cup today. Uh, Senator Adam Gomez is in there. Uh, Carlos Gonzalez, Mass Rep. D- uh, Dominic Sarno, Mayor, in there as well. They're taking the Eagles, some Chiefs picks. Uh, good stuff. Yeah, so uh, it's live in Massachusetts. Uh, online isn't until March, but Massachusetts is in the picture now for legal sports betting. Nice to see our friends over at BetMGM at the uh, BetMGM Springfield get in the action. So good stuff. Okay, everybody, that's it. That's it for a Tuesday show. We're done with shows in January. We're on to February. So let me just remind you also, no more saying. Definitely, this this is a rule like after like four days. But no more saying Happy New Year, okay? The year's underway. We're into February. Enough of the Happy New Year. 
On to the second month of the year, starting tomorrow, noon Eastern. Thanks to everybody behind the scenes and all of our guests, Brendan Glasheen. Hopefully we see you tomorrow at noon. For Green Dot Daily. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.